Welcome to Guidepost to the Crossroads. I am William Ramada. This podcast is to help you remember that you have a purpose in life. This is to motivate, inspire, and guide you to a happy, fulfilled life. The world can be a noisy place and we tend to lose focus on the purpose of our individual journeys. I use my various experiences, education, and other modalities to help you cancel out the noise and focus on your needs and desires in your journey. All right, welcome back to Guidepost to the Crossroads. I'm your host, William Ramada, and my poem for today is called Let Fires Burn. Deep in the dark a fire burns, in heart cave lies the phoenix urn. Trapped within the chest of mine awaits a flame to light mankind. Beneath the man that holds the fear exists in truth the freedom seer. Let kingdom come, my heaven's mirror. Let Buddha sit and Christ to shear. Let layers peel with falls to walls to fall. The the soothe foretold, the light for all. And what I love about this poem is because, you know, we do have this light, this fire that's in our heart, and we we have a desire to let that burn, and a lot of times we hold it in, and. You know, I I definitely feel that that's wrong because we need to let our light out. In this world, we definitely need to let our light out. And that's what I like about a lot of the guests that I bring on the show. They do a lot with the community. They do a lot with the people. And they let their heart out there. They, They let their light out into the world. And that is what we need. And today we have... Behike Jeannie Karaya, and she lets her light out there uh, all the time. Jeannie is an indigenous medicine woman, a Warwick Taino from Puerto Rico, natural-born psychic and evidential medium, shamanic seer who has the extraordinary natural gift for connecting with loved ones on the other side of the veil. Jeannie has also furthered her studies and now holds multiple certifications as a certified Reiki master, herbalist, healing with native plants, shamanic life coach, and naturopathy. Jeannie has also published her first book called Spiritual Freedom. She is committed to sharing her knowledge and experience of personal transformation in an accessible way by mentoring others, showing others how to live a balanced life in harmony with Mother Earth. She offers services such as ancestral healing, soul retrieval, land house clearings, journeying sessions to treat trauma, mediumship and depth guidance. She does tarot oracle card readings and shamanic ancestral eye readings and shamanic healings. She teaches empath, shamanic, and healing workshops and classes at U University of Zen Lightment by Mobile Psychic Soul Connections. 
And I will post her websites and Facebook on the comments of this podcast. So you'll be able to get in touch with her. So welcome, Janie. How are you doing today? I am great. Thank you for having me. Oh, grateful to have you. Uh, you know, I reach out to everybody that I can that I know is doing some good things out there in the world and showing the light, such as that poem said. And I, I know you like to do that. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's one thing I've always liked was poetry, and I remember when I was, I was young, I, I, middle school or early, or early high school, they had an English teacher always made me read, uh, poetry for the class because she liked my voice. I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> you do have a great. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um so for Puerto Rico, huh? I uh yeah. I've known quite a pe- quite a few people from there. I've been there a couple times, you know, cuz I was in the navy. So ah. Yeah, so how did you get into the 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 medicine world? The um it's my lineage. My great-grandmother was a medicine woman, of course, being from Borinquen, we call Puerto Rico Borinquen, and um, she uh, is my great-grandmother, uh, my Taino great-grandmother, and I actually met her in my dreams. And um, from lineage, we become what our ancestors are. So mm. from great-grandmother to grandmother, medicine woman to medicine woman, and we get handed down and what we are taught. So my grandmother, who raised me, was always um, giving baths to the floors and making herbal medicines. Mm. And anytime I had a sinus infection, she would clip all these little magazines, this tea herb, herbal for this, and this is for that. And that's how we become medicine women, um, by our ancestors giving us what they taught us. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, right? Yeah. O- old school medicine, too. Old that- school medicine, exactly. Uh- Thousands and thousands of years of practice. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome. What is Taino? Is that it? Taino is uh, the first, we are the first uh, nation's peoples um, from Borinquen. And um, um, it is the Native Americans that Columbus actually came to um, contact with and then proclaimed that he found um us, but we found him and uh, committed genocide. Uh, to right, yeah. We are the Tainos, yes. Oh, okay. Those Yeah, there, there's there's so much to learn even in the world today, is and it's Absolutely. like everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's definitely because you don't you don't learn a lot of that stuff in school, you know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and that's why we are here to teach too that people know that we are still here, that the ancestors taught us that we are still here. So we are, you know, the children of the people who can't speak up mm. are letting um, people know that, yes, Tainos are still here and we still, you know, do the same things in the ancient plants and, you know, do we still do powwows? We still, you know, we still honor mm. what we were taught. Yeah. Yeah, being connected with the earth and with spirit is so important. And 
And today, with all the modern technology, I, I think we have a tendency to move away from that. Absolutely. And what we try to do is, when people are sick, we're like, well, have you been outside lately? Mm. Have you, are you in balance with the great spirit outside? Have you sat under the tree? You know, go to the old ways. Go outside. Sit next to, you know, ground yourself with the trees. Sit in the grass. Uh, you know, get away from all the technology. Sit oh. outside. When you go to a shaman and they say, you know, you're feeling off, what we say is go outside. We don't say go to a doctor. We say, <laughs> have you balanced yourself? Have you gone into the forest? Have you gone into the water? So that's trying to bring back the old days. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish we had more of that. I, I love it outside. I, I spend as much time as I can outside. I grow my gardens. Did you feel better? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I go in my gardens in the back. I sit out there with my dog, listen to the birds, and watch the, yeah. you know, just watch the dragonflies, everything. You know, I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you say you're a natural-born psychic and evidential medium. Mm-hmm. So my first question there would be, you know, we, we've heard of mediums, but what's an evidential medium? Evidential medium um, and... Actually, what I am is a shamanic seer. Mm. Let me start from the beginning. There you go. Um, when you're in a tribe, when, when you're Native American, you get your gifts at a very early age. Um, I only see I'm a psychic uh, because, you know, they want, people up here would not understand um, what a shamanic seer is. So, you know, so I have to say I'm, I'm psychic, you know, medium. Um so I got my shamanic seers right when I was eight years old. Oh, wow. Out in the supermarket with my grandmother. And if you allow me, let me tell you a funny story. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm with my grandmother in the bodega in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm this little sassy, strawberry blonde little girl. And um, I look at this woman and this woman is talking to her. And I look at my grandmother and I say, Mommy, because I call her Mommy Shereza. Why is this woman speaking to this woman and she is not paying attention? That's rude. <laughs> and my grandmother looks at me and she goes, oh, no, you got your seers right, right in front of the supermarket. <laughs> so she takes me home and she sits me on her lap and she says, oh, you got your seers right. And because we're Native American, you know, we kill our avoid, we do this, we do that. I mean, you're thinking this one eight-year-old, right? So the next week we go back to the bodega and she sees me, I'm poking people. Are you real? <laughs> are you real? Like she tracks me by my curls. She's like, oh my God, it's the 1970s, right? They're going to shoot us right here. <laughs> I was poking people and then she's like, oh, not everybody. You know, I'm eight years old. Like, are you real or are you not real? I was so confused. So then, you know, she took me back on her lap and she said, can't go poking people. We have to keep this a secret because not everybody can see invisible people like we, like we can. So can you imagine as eight-year-old? I, I was called in, my parents were called into the school a lot because I used to talk to little girls who I thought they were real, but they were really real. Right. So a shamanic seer is a, is a person who can talk to the living, um, you know, and, and then we'll go into shamanism, which we can go into the middle of the world, you know, between worlds and journey and things like that. But as an eight-year-old, I was talking already to people on the other side and seeing things so yeah that's my story that i always tell people <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is funny yeah uh, mm. 
Yes, just... So when I say I, I'm a natural born, it's because I was given those rights. Right. Yeah, I bet even today, if you even mention that to a lot of people, they might say you belong in a psych ward, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess in this area, though, where I know that there's quite a few people who are psychic or medium, so maybe it's more accepted here in the Virginia area where we're at. I don't know. Right, right. But, yeah, so... I don't know, so maybe maybe if you did that here, they wouldn't be okay. <laughs> <sighs> so when you're connecting to loved ones, are you, are you like bringing like somebody a message or? Um, well, there's could, a difference first between a psychic and a and a medium. Right. Yeah. A lot of people clump that together. Yeah. So um, a basic a psychic is. Um, they're empaths that have psychic abilities. Um, so if you want to find out what's going on in an area in your life, um, you want validation on a topic in your life, um, that you need some clarity, um, that's what a psychic can do. Hmm. They can use, you know, tarot cards or oracle cards. And I also do that too, but that's what a psychic can do. A medium is a person that can actually connect. They're the medium. Hmm. To a person directly to the other side. Now you can be a medium, but you have to ask the person you're booking with if they connect to angelic angels or they channel other people. But actually, a medium to talk to people on the other side to kind of direct to the other side. I am that type of shamanic seer where I can actually open up the realms and actually bring the person to say hello on this plane. So that's um, a little bit different than, per se, our usual psychic medium. And so I can bring them here, and they're as shocked as the person, the sitter, then they're shocked also. They're like, wow, you brought me here. Hi, how are you? And so they communicate. And they can communicate and say hello to each other, and I'm the interpreter. Oh, okay. And so, and they, you can actually feel their presence because I actually um, can be the bridge for that. So that's what I do. Do they sometimes refuse to come in? Like they do. They do if if um, they have a problem, because a lot of people think that you go into the next realm. Um, I say the next realm because some people think it's 5D, some people think it's heaven. Right. I just say the next realm, you know, just to keep it general. If you go to the next realm, um, people think automatically you are, you know, singing Kumbaya and you are released from anything that's healing. <laughs> not true. If you do not heal here on earth, you go to the next realm and you need to heal mm. in sanctuary. Mm. And if you have not figured that out yet, you can also be angry in the next realm with the person who's here being the sitter. Mm. So you can refuse to come out and talk to the person. So I can tell you that the person has transitioned and um, that they're fine, but I can also say they don't want to come out now. Or if they have committed suicide and they think that um, they, they, they haven't released their 
fear or or their guilt, they're not ready to come and speak yet. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, so like a major traumatic traumatic event, uh-huh. they would be like, oh, no, I'm not ready. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. When you mentioned the psychic ability, I think a lot of people think about future tellers, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe that's a TV type thing. I don't yes. know. I get that a lot. Where's your crystal ball? Right. <laughs> well, or can you tell me what's going to happen? But you don't. You don't do that, right? You don't tell no. somebody this is going to happen. Cause, no, 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 no. See, um, you have free will. So even right. if I give you advice, I can give you advice on things that I see that are going to happen. But ultimately, you are the creator of your own life. So you can change that. Right. Yeah. So I can tell you, for instance, I see that from three to five months, you're going to find the love of your life because I see it clearly and that has happened. But you can also decide not to go to where I ask where I see you going to that bar. <laughs> not happen. Right. So ultimately, you are the creator, you know, of your path. So, you no know, fortune telling is not. <laughs> yeah. It's advice that we see. Yeah, I had a. a I had a friend of mine. She said that basically the same thing. She, said, she won't tell people. This is what's going to happen because exactly. a lot of people will say, do the opposite of what maybe yeah. she would suggest just to say you're wrong or because exactly. or because they don't want it to happen. Yeah, well, I don't do it because ultimately, like I said, you're the creator of your own life and we're not really fortune tellers. We give you advice right. about what we see, but you have your own path and you might not cross the street or, or do what, you know what is said to do, and, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, that's what I like to say. I say. Destiny is not given to you. You create your destiny every day. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> but a lot of times, though, like if you're helping somebody and they're, say the relative does come through, they can give advice or... Yeah. And, and stuff like that, right? Is... Um, a lot of people think that they're, they become psychics when they're in the next room, and I say they're not psychics. They're the same exact people. Mm. The only advice they can give you is motherly advice, fatherly advice. Okay. Things that they would do um, when, they're, when they were here on the, in the plane. Like People come on and be like, oh, do you think that I'm going to get the house? And I'm like, <laughs> and the other, they're like, I don't know, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not a magic <laughs> You know, and I, I laugh, and they laugh, and we all start laughing. I'm like, they don't become psychics when they go to the next realm. They're the right. same people. You know, they don't create your path. You create your path. Right. And so if you want that, then let's stop talking to your loved ones and ask me. Right. I can help you with that. <laughs> so, and then, so I, I always tell people before what not to expect and to expect before reading. Like, don't expect them to be psychics, um, if you want motherly, fatherly, sisterly, or whatever advice, that's what you're going to get, but they're not psychics, they don't become psychics mm. when they go to the next round. Mm. But I'm pretty sure they have a better clarity of things. <laughs> they, do, they do have a better clarity, but like I said, they can't interfere. Right, yeah, right, and you that makes sense. Interfere. Yeah. You cannot interfere with what your path is. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Mm. 
yeah, it's just it's just the the spiritual world is so amazing because there's like so much so much we don't know, so much we still need to learn, oh, and yeah. it's oh, yeah. it's everlasting um, knowledge. Like, mm. I always tell people, they're always ask, telling me, "You're so wise." I said, "Oh, there's so much that I need to learn." Yeah, <laughs> it is an everlasting knowledge, and 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 sometimes when I'm sitting here and I'm and I'm doing a reading. My grandmother, who raised me, she's in the afterlife, and she's my spiritual team. And I'm saying something, and she's like, "Can't say that." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like you know, if somebody's asking me, like, "Am I gonna have a girl or a boy?" Or uh. you know, if in the afterlife is this, and I'm so excited because I know it. And my grandmother's here, and she's like, "Like cut it," and I'm like, "Oh, no, I can't say that." <laughs> and my friends, they're like, oh, your grandmother said that, didn't she? <laughs> they know that my grandmother, like, I go like this, or like this, and they know that I can't see from that side, but she, they're like, you're speaking to your grandmother. She said, no, right? Yes, I'm so sorry. There are things that I can say and can't say, you know, just, I can't. Right. So. <laughs> but it's funny when that happens. Yeah, because this is still the same circumstance. Because you may change your ideal mm-hmm. what you want. That makes exactly. sense. Exactly. 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 So. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's. I don't know. I had a thought. I I lost it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe. Yeah, maybe it'll come back. So. Uh, you're an herbalist. Do you grow your own, or do you go out and buy it and make your own tea? So you do a mixture of both, or I do a mixture of both. Um, I do have um, most of what I use on my land over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my cedar tree, which I make. Um, of course, I offer tobacco, and people need to learn how to do this. You have to ask before you take from Mother Earth. Mm. Offer tobacco, offer, you know, if you don't have that, of course I have all that because I'm in a tribe and they send it to me or I make it. Um, you have to ask the tree before you, you know, you take, you have to ask the grass, anything that's living. So, of course, I have my cedar tree, which I'm making cedar um, uh, bundles for it. And um, I have plantain leaves. So, I mean, I have a lot of things here that I have and I make tinctures and things like that. And then some that I need to um, get. I get from my tribe that's in Puerto Rico and, and, oh. and they send it to me. So we barter whatever I have and they don't have, things like that we barter for. Yeah, that's interesting because I'm, I'm quite sure there's a lot that we can't have here that is yeah. <laughs> that is grown over there. Yeah, like yeah. these. These seeds are from Peru. Okay. So, and um, these are Harahu, Harahu, well, the Copiomis. But um, be, uh, seeds, and they're for depression, and they only grow in the Amazon forest. Oh. And so I make bracelets out of them, and I give them to people here who um, are in balance. So it's sort of like the selenite and tourmaline right. um, yeah. bracelet, but in, in shamanic ways. So, oh, okay. And that's yeah. for depression, you say? Yeah, for depression and um, to keep the negative away. Mm. So it acts just like... What we use, you know, as as right. regular formalin and selenite balance. So if you go to one of my retreats, you get one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I make them into bracelets. So they're just little seeds. They're yin and yang seeds. Oh, and I okay. make them into bracelets. Oh, wow, that's interesting. I'm missing a little bit of seeds. That's how much I wear them. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you're nibbling on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a whole 
had sitting, uh, that grow a tree inside them, but no, they won't need it. Well, since you brought up your retreats, because I do know you advertise it, so yeah. I'm, I'm entertaining that thought myself soon. <laughs> um, what happens at your retreats? I know you have, like, the single one where you come as whatever, uh-huh. and then you have the couples retreats. Right. So right. What, what are you doing at these retreats? So um, I have healing retreats where you come in and... Um, there's, um, we do a couple of um, shamanic healings and ceremonies. Um, we do um, microdosing um, ayahuasca. Mm. Um, if you don't know what ayahuasca is, it is uh, plants uh, that will help you relax. And I don't do the sudden death um, ayahuasca. I did it once and I, <laughs> I felt like sudden death, so I don't do that. I do microdosing, which makes you just relax oh. and get into that um zen uh-huh. so that you can actually um get the enlightenment that you need mm. um we do ceremonies at the retreat we do the cacao ceremony okay and that is the the chocolate of the gods and that is really great um you get in tune with your self-love um and and, and that's really great we do journeying um we do um we do letting go ceremonies, fire ceremony. We do a lot of great things. Um, we have dinner, and I cook native um, food. We do juca. Juca is a good um, um, ancient, uh, well, not ancient, everybody eats juca, but it's our staple uh, Taino food. Um, and native bread, um, uh, fried bread. Mm. So we do a lot of great things. We do um, water ceremonies and rituals, and we do a lot, a lot of self-love. Oh, yeah. So... But we don't do a lot of um, things that make you feel uncomfortable, you know, because we all know that we're there to heal. So it, it's it's a lot of healing and bonding experience. You leave out of there. We just did one in May, and it was pretty great. Um, a lot of people didn't show up because it's a new one, and you don't know what to expect. But once I posted the pictures, we have lots of people <laughs> like, oh, my God, that looks great. I posted a picture. I was doing a let go fire ceremony, and everybody was like, I want to go. So we have um, about six people now who uh, signed up already, and it's in October. Yeah, and it's a couple days, right? Like three days or something like that? It's, it's yeah. It's yeah. from Friday to Monday. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, I saw that, and it's like uh, very cheap, too, for what you would expect. Absolutely. 250 Yeah. And, and that's the thing about me. I charge for energy exchange. I don't mm, overcharge. Right. Even my readings, like, people tell me, oh my God, you should be like, you're better than a Long Island. <laughs> I don't even watch her. You should be charges. I'm like, no, I charge for energy exchange and that is what my grandmother taught me mm. and that's what I do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it makes it so open to other people to be able to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not here in for the money. I also do readings for people who um, can't afford it, mm. and I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Send me an energy exchange. What can you afford? Ten dollars. Send me ten dollars because <laughs> I want you. I want you to know that you know, and not everything is for free. Five dollars, one dollar. Send it to me, mm. and you'll get your reading. Oh wow, man! You're a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just believe that not everybody should, you know. I mean, if you really want to hear from your daughter and you can't, you know, and you can't uh, afford it, I feel like you, you shouldn't suffer because you don't have any money. 
Right. I mean, I mean, what you got? You know, you you, you do pies. Hey, bring it to me. <laughs> and um, I think you should keep from your daughter. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, you mentioned the ayahuasca, the. What, what did you call it? The death dog? No, no, oh, yeah, no. The, death dog? <laughs> Is that because I've seen like videos on this, uh-huh. like documentaries and stuff. Yeah, like where they, they eat it and they get very sick and nauseated. Yes, is yeah. that what that is? Yeah, that's the, that, that's the one. Yeah. That they, they're like, do you do ayahuasca? like, yeah, but not the one that yeah. um, the dust. That, no, no, it doesn't, that, yeah. doesn't seem pleasing or enlightening to me to be sick. Exactly. <laughs> to me, that's like, I've never got drunk in my life. And people are like, you're 50 and you never got drunk. Oh. I'm like, I don't find that pleasant. I want to be in the moment. Yeah. So for me, the ayahuasca with the sudden death, yeah. I'm, you want to be in the nice experience, enlightenment, but you want to be throwing up and not feeling great. Right. I'm like, that's the ancient ways when we had no technology to do microdosing uh-huh. or, or tinctures and things like that. You know, there was no way to do that. So you had to eat the plant and and that was a side effect. Right. We're in 2022. We know how to <laughs> tinctures. We know how to microdose and how to do the, you know, and this May when we did it, oh my God, they loved it. They were like, I feel great because there's three of them. Like, do I do the open heart one where you just want to love everybody, the tree, the grass, everything. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one for the, that we do for the cacao ceremony. Oh, okay. Your heart is open and you just, you know, you love yourself. And then there's one for when you're not feeling great because, you know, when you're purging toxins, you get a headache and yeah. things like that. And so I have one. That is for inflammation and for headaches, and and then the regular one where you just enlightened, and um, they loved it. They were yeah. like, it's it, there's no side effects. It just makes you look great, and you can continue on with the whole ceremony. I mean, with the whole you know retreat. Oh, the person had, um, welcome, and um, you know, and it's great. No sudden deaths. No <laughs> taking you to the other side and making you feel like. Oh you know, okay. Yeah. You know, uh, I was an addict many years ago, so doing something like that, would that put me back in danger of falling back? Or um, No, it's... Not microdosing. No, not at all. totally safe? It, totally safe. These are herbal plants. Yeah. Because I, I don't like going to the doctors, period, but when I do and they want to give me, you know, some kind of medicine, I say no. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't want the chemicals. I'm I'm all exactly. I'm all natural for everything. You know, I'm plant based now for the last couple of years. That's me. <laughs> yeah, and you know, was, I went to several doctors because I did go through about anxiety and depression. You know, like most people do, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to give me pills and pills. I'm like, you know, I was an addict before. Is this going to affect me? Oh no, no, no! But you know, it's just so much yeah. out there. You. Just, I don't want the chemicals anyway. <laughs> That's why I became a spiritual life coach because of that. Right. And so when people come to me and say, listen, I have depression. I don't want to go. And I'm like, listen, have you tried ashwagandha? Mm. I have five of my clients who have been living off their depression medicine, counting my son who has social anxiety, mm. the one who used to live here. And now he is great. Awesome. You know, the herbals that I tell them to, my pipelines too, and they're like, ah, oh, bless you, because now I'm, I'm, I can get out the door without, and, and 
you do know that empaths and you know you are one. Right. We suffer from anxiety and depression only because we have the world on our shoulders oh. and we carry so much of other people's um all the energy, people. the feelings. Yeah, so we I have all three. I have ADHD, anxiety, depression, and they're like, you? I'm like, yes, I'm I'm not Jesus. I'm like, normal. <laughs> I have anxiety. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I tell clients because, you know, a lot of times I'll tell a client, look, I've had these issues too. I'm human because they think a coach, if you're a life coach like me or a spiritual coach like us, they think we don't, we're not affected. I, no, we are, but we have learned to work through it and that's how we help. <laughs> Thank you. We have walked through the darkness. Yes. Come to the light. How do you think we coach? <laughs> It's true. It is. I mean, like, you could read all the books and listen to everything you want to, but until uh-huh. you walk through that fire, you you don't know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, it's, just, it's like, uh, and it seems like, you know, the last few years, you know, between COVID and now the economy and everything else it's just people are just diving deep into depression anxiety and all that and definitely there's a place for people like you in this world (laughs) the first thing i tell people is shut the tv news off yes because if it was for the media i'd be a wreck my oldest son lives in china Mm. for the past six years oh wow and the news i hear from china when people tell me China this and China that, so that's not true. I said, my son lives in China. They're like, oh, that's not true. I'm like, that's not true. Mm. And my son tells me, don't, mom, I'm fine. Do not listen to the news in China. It is <laughs> so bad. I'm fine. Yeah. So the first thing I tell my clients is, turn off the news, please. Turn off the news. Yeah, I don't like to watch it. I'll, I'll watch it for, like, the weather or something. Okay. It's like. My wife will turn it on, and I'm like, I'll just, I might watch a few minutes and then leave, because mm-hmm. I'd rather yeah. open up a book or listen to something. <laughs> Absolutely, the news is the worst. Oh. They just, they're there for, you know, to make us worry. Yeah, I mean, that's how they make their money, right? I mean, exactly. And it's so biased, like people say, well, you watch too much of this, or you watch too much of the other side. Well, it's all the same. It's all the same. <laughs> it's just... It's all the- yeah, it's all directed to whatever they want at the time. That's when I tell people, go outside and listen to yourself. Oh, what yeah. yeah. What do you feel? Yeah. Oh, you know, I feel that it's not so bad. Well, then it's not so bad. Don't listen to the chaos. Yeah, do you, you find a lot of people uh, are afraid to be quiet with themselves. A lot. It's and like, I have a lot of posts that I... That I tell them, you know, don't be afraid to be quiet. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> I, I've learned to love it. I probably because, but I, I like doing things like this and speaking with people and in front of people. But I'm also that kind of person. I need to go like when this is done today, I will set it to the side. I'm going to go to the gym or. I'm going to go outside or do whatever I want for me time because I need to let it all out, right? And Do you know what that's called? 
We are ambiverts. Yes, ambiverts, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I have two of my children. Well, they're, they're grown adults now, but they're still my children. And uh, they're total introverts. I mean, they're sticking their room. Don't put me with people. <laughs> and then I have a couple other ones that like to be around people. They're busybodies. <laughs> it's like, and I'm right in the middle. <laughs> That's my oldest one is like that. But yeah. the youngest one is like being a people person. Yeah. Until we reach that wall. Yep. And then we go inside and yeah. shut down until we charge again. And that's so important. A lot of people don't understand burnout. Yes. And they're like, oh, I'm so tired. And then I don't want to do this. I'm motivated. I'm like, have you taken time for yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Well, that's it. You're on full. Yeah. You're on time. I'll go. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Time off. Go your own time. Yeah. Go. Relax. Take a nap. Yeah. Go outside. Take your shoes off and wiggle your toes um, in the grass. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's that's the medicine right now. Oh yeah. That's prescription. Go outside. Go ground yourself. Oh, Listen to some birds. Mm. Yeah. It's, oh, gosh. It is. It's such a busy, busy world. It's like. You know, like technology is supposed to make things easier, and it does, but it also makes things harder. It's like, ugh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, okay, we kind of talked about your healing workshop. So what are these classes on you, university? This is your own university that you created? Yeah, it's, called, it's called University of Zenlightenment. Yes. <laughs> It is classes. I I do um, Empath 101 to Empath 103. Um, Simple because I teach from A to Z. I teach you, there a lot of people come to my classes and they don't know there are seven types of empaths. Um, They don't know all the clairs. They don't know what Mm. you're supposed to feel as an empath. You know, they just... Say, I'm an empath and I want to go do psychic stuff. No, you need to know yourself first. You need to know what type of empath you are. You mm. need to know what you're... If you're an empath with psychic ability, abilities, then you go to my next class, which is psychic developments. Because a lot of people want to just, I'm an empath, let me go do tarot cards without healing. <laughs> and then what happens is you project your unhealed feelings onto people that you're doing readings for mm. and that's not good i yeah. always tell that you know some millennials they think that oh you just want the feel for yourself and i'm like mm, not true i teach people because this is the way to do it you need to heal yourself before you heal others and start teaching people others but some 20 year olds just want to go from i'm an empath i'm gonna go heal and teach and when it doesn't work out, <laughs> you know, you skip the big step. The big step is take a class and know yourself. Yeah. So I do that class, and then I do shamanic classes for for people who want who have it because there's a lot of people who think you have to be Native American to actually be, you know, um, have shamanic. Um, what do you call it? Calling, oh. and that's not true. Um, if you, you know, you have the calling to, how do I say it? You have that calling where, um, 
you want to heal people um, with the animals, with the trees, mm. with the, you know, you have that, that calling. Um, I teach you how to be a shamanic practitioner. Okay. You cannot be a shaman. You can't be a shaman. You just have to, you know, that's what I tell everyone. You cannot be a shaman. And a lot of people claim to be shaman without, you know, you're a shamanic practitioner. So I teach shamanic practitioner um, classes. Okay. And so um, I teach Reiki, mm-hmm. Reiki master classes. So I do different classes. Um, and uh, you under university of Zen like Oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> so every, everybody has some type of empathic, right, uh-huh. in some way? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there, there are seven kinds of empaths, actually. Animal empath, medical empath, geomantic empath, animal um, plant empath, um, and uh, Hayoki implant. Uh, that's the Native American one, but that's the one where you mirror people. Oh. And a lot of us have that where we mirror people's um, behavior, and that's what makes us not have so many friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we mirror their behavior, and they don't like that. They see their own shadow, and so... That's what I was going to say. They don't like themselves. <laughs> they don't like themselves, exactly. So when, when I come across a lot of clients that I don't have a lot of friends because, oh, you might not like me, and I'm like, wait a minute. I said, you're one of me, and I bet you they call you B-I-T-C-H a lot. They're like, yeah. I said, you're the empath. You mirror their behavior, and you see the light in their eyes completely turn on. And they're like, I am? I'm like, yeah. It's not you. It's them. They don't like. And all of a sudden, you know, they have this, you know, light in their eyes. It's Mm. not me. You know, it's, it's, it's them. And so I'm happy that I give them that and that they go around, you know, with more confidence saying, it's not me, it's you, mm. you know, because all this time they're like sitting in a little corner saying, it's me. And I'm like, no, it's them. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I teach the classes. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's good to know. It, you know, I've heard the different empaths like that before, but it never clicked into my head until you just said that, you know, food yeah. with food or plants or... yeah animals mm-hmm. yeah just just now clicked when you said that i was like <laughs> that's what i that's how i eat i like an intuitive eater i can only eat yeah. certain things you know and i learned that the hard way so. <laughs> <laughs> well we have a great palate, great palate. When mm. you have a great palate you can, and you can also smell the other side like um, if somebody walks in, like my grandmother comes in with the mm. smell of gardenia. Oh, okay, so yeah. When, when, when we smell gardenias, even when we walk outside, my husband says, oh, your grandmother's here. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know that she's here because the smell of gardenia, even the cats go. And, we, and they're like, like, what is that? <laughs> and it's, she's walking around the smell of gardenia. So. Yeah. Yeah, I... And that brought me back to that thought that I lost earlier. <laughs> when, when a soul or spirit comes in, you kind of answered it there. Like, so your grandmother has a certain smell, mm-hmm. but uh, this, don't some people like see like when you're communicating? Do you hear like words? Because I know there's some psychics or mediums that say they they see like 
pictures or or figures and they have to interpret it so their interpretation's not always correct or exact or whatever. It's hard to get across. If they just passed um, and I'm giving a reading where they're in sanctuary and they're giving me pictures because they can't come out yet, Hmm. I hear words, um, I hear words, I interpret them, um, they talk in my ear, um, Sometimes I, I do angel, I've been doing angel talk since I was eight years old. So I do sign language. It's oh. called angel talk with them. So you'll see me like, it, it's called a sign language. It's, you know, right. you'll, you'll be able to see when they come in. It's like really fast and people are like, oh my God, this is it's like sign language, but not sign language. It's called angel talk. If they are a strong, like 21 year old, 22 year old, I actually bring them here and I physically see them. They sit with me. Like if they were alive and they just sit here and you can actually sometimes hear them pick things up and put things down and mm. the sitters like, that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they're messing with my stuff. And I'm like, hello here. <laughs> they get so astonished that they're down here. So I can actually, they're sitting right here and I'm telling them things like your middle name is this to validate and that. And the sitters like, Oh my gosh, they're right there, like they're right here. Wow. And then if you're an empath and, and, and a psychic, I tell them to go touch them. And then they're like, oh my God, I felt that. And so it's 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 a great, um, it, it's, I can't explain it until you have a reading. Right. Because it just leaves you like, oh my gosh, like I felt that. You said do this, or I'll go say, go touch the cat, and the cat, and, or the cat will meow, or the dog will bark. So it's different for every reading. I tell people it's different. It depends where your where your soul, where the, where your family is, and where it's at, and how strong the soul is. That I can either talk with them by by my side or interpret what they say. Hmm. Can you like? Do they sometimes like bother you, or can you <laughs> can you block them out? Or do they, do they get pushy sometimes? Like if they want to come through? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I was um, in my 20s, I never slept. Mm. Um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know my boundaries yet. So I would just, I thought that I, can, I had to help everybody at their demand. Until my grandmother said, oh, you didn't know that. You told them, it's your body, you told them. And I'm like, really? What you told me before? And she was like, oh, I thought you knew. <laughs> so now it's me. I'm like, when it's dark, I said, because there's no time in mm. the next round in heaven. There's no time. There's right. no people. So I'm like, you see when it's dark? Unless I call for you? No. Unless there's an emergency, then. Um, but there are pushy ones. And the reason why my husband and I can't sleep in the same room is because they wake him up to get to me sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> well, he, he, when we slept in the same room, he used to say, oh, your spooks had me up the whole night. Wow. Sometimes I astro project, I uh, astro travel, and I won't fear anybody. I'll be talking to him in the next, you know, the next round, and he would be up, and he has to go to work, and he's like, when I wake up, he's like, honey, you didn't wake up, and they were saying something because he can't hear it. They were saying something, and I can't sleep, so I'm like, we have that energy where he has to be in one room and I have to be in another room. But yeah, there are some persistent ones that... It's kind of cool. 
it's kind of cool he hears it too as he is he psychic also or yeah oh that's amazing then but he can't hear the other side he can feel the other side he can hear whispers yeah but he can't make out what they're saying which (laughs) he says he speaks with you again I told my wife she's very she has this psychic ability she's very empathic anyways uh there is one spirit or something in the house. I, I've never seen it. never bothered me, but she feels it all the time. Like, it messes with her. It'll pull the blankets. And one time she rolled over in bed and smacked heads with it or something. And cause she thought I was still there until she opened her eyes. And she's always telling me these stories. I mean, well, just talk. Talk to it. Figure out why he's here. No. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But she won't. She's afraid to or something, but... Yeah, then my daughter says my dog will just walk in their room and just stare off into the corner. She's like, there's nothing there, Max. He's like, well, maybe there is. <laughs> well, let me know. I can come in and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> the way my husband and I met, we uh, paranormal investigated. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. Now, I don't talk about it much because of all that I do, but... Um, my husband and I met when I had my own paranormal investigating. Because in the paranormal investigating world, you are accepted as a you know medium. Right. And so my husband had his own team, and I had my own team in 2007. And we knew each other back then as, you know, I was still married, and he had his girlfriend. And we would go to these to jails and... and and asylums and things like that. So, yeah, I do paranormal investigating also. <laughs> oh, wow, that's, that's awesome. I like, I watch those sometimes <laughs> on TV. I don't know how, how true some of them are, but it's interesting. Yeah, a lot of them are not truthful, but... Um, yeah. But, yeah, they're still entertaining. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I believe it's out there, so it's interesting oh, yeah. to me. So, Absolutely. you know, even for I the... Just have their bikes here. When it rains, I get people who come in and oh. mess with things in the kitchen. And what I say is, if you're not going to do the dishes, go away. And then <laughs> all of a sudden, like they're leaving. I'm like, geez, at least do the dishes every right? time. You could have done something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, all right, well, tell us a little bit about your book, Spiritual Freedom. What's it about and where can we get it? Spiritual freedom, I did the book because of all the trauma and inner child healing that I work with people. Um, well, myself too. I, I had to do a lot of inner child healing myself. Um, and it talks about reparenting your own inner child um, and how to get that back. Mm. How to get back to become free of your wounds. So spiritual freedom is about finding your true self again. So as an adult, you don't realize how significant your childhood affects who you are today. Your inner child is innocent and happy until you experience a trauma or you grow up with toxic parents. Learn how to heal your inner child, learn why you are here today, and live a life spiritually free. That's what the, the book says in the back. So that's about it. That's And then in the back, it has a workbook to, to actually help you heal your inner child. Wow. So it, it's a book within a book. Now, um, so 
It has inner child healing work, guided workbook, and affirmations in the back. Okay. Um, also, um, it has an excerpt from my book that I've been writing for about 10 years now. <laughs> and it is called um, Abandoned at 40. Because I come from my parents abandoning me and dropped, you know, abandoning me and picking me up. And then absolutely 2015, I've had it. Um, so it has an excerpt from that book and how I lived a life of trauma. So mm. chapter eight it has that. So that's basically what um, spiritual freedom is. And one of the um, things that I like to say is in order to heal, you need to deal. Mm. So I have a couple t-shirts made. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, because um, it, it's true. In order yeah. to heal, you need to heal. A lot of people suppress that trauma. And then and one of the healings that I do is called... Um, it's called a uh, soul retrieval. And so and that's one of the things that we do in the retreat. But um, yeah, that's what um, spiritual freedom is all about. It's just finding your true self again so you can be spiritually free. Because you actually bring your trauma to your current relationships. Right, yeah. So you can find a hard book by letting me know and I'll mail it to you. Or you can also find it on Amazon. Okay. On Kindle and on Lulu.com. Um, so... Cool. Yeah, trauma. Isn't most of our trauma from our younger age when we're children? We just keep reliving it and bringing it into this this side yeah. of our world. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we don't really create new trauma, right? We just reliving it every day, or absolutely. Well, unless unless you unless you go through trauma when you're older you know right abuse molestation things like that okay but usually you bring your inner child good um child traumas then you relive it until you heal it right if you suppress it it'll come out in um in physical ailments right yeah so in the book i teach you how to reparent that inner child or how to be how to you know let go of that trauma so that you don't relive it. Because in in your relationships it'll show out, in your friendships it'll show out, you you you'll bleed onto others. Yes. <laughs> you will. Yes, you definitely. Know? Yeah. yeah so. And you can't say that enough. Because yeah, not not only are you pushing it onto others, but it's like you said you live it in your body. It'll come out mm-hmm. it'll come out in your heart, in your lungs, in just any physical ailment. Is. And I'm a testament to that. Yeah. I mean, I, I had it. I, when I met my husband, I was two times bigger than I was, and mm. I had a toxic relationship. My, my my ex and my parents were toxic, and it was I couldn't move. I have my fibromyalgia. It was horrible. Wow. And so when I started, yeah, when I started parenting myself, everything that I teach, I have been through. So. Um, it's like we said before, we, you know, we walk through the dark in order to come to the light and teach others how to do it. Yeah, that, that's another book I'm going to buy. I, I have a friend that does podcasts as well, and he does interviews with all kinds of people. And I told him, I said, it's because of you my library is so big because every time I hear this person has a book, I'm like, I got to get it. <laughs> so, so my Kindle is full, my bookshelves are full, but 
the Kindle oh. the Kindle's nice because you could take it with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get that cuz I definitely believe in that uh childhood trauma. You really you got to deal with. It. I like how you said it. You you do. You have to deal with that. Wow. I mean, you're you're just like a wealth of knowledge and uh <laughs> I really appreciate you being out there mentoring others. Thank you so and, uh, much. I'm going to make sure I get your website out there and your Facebook and let everybody you. know about you. Cause yeah, I, I got to talk. I got to get to one of your retreats. I see it advertised. And I'm like, man, yeah. that just sounds so good. You know? I welcome you. Yeah. And especially since you're outside and, and all your meal, all your meals there are they plant based or mixed or? They're mixed. Are they're they? Mixed. But yeah. there's an option. And a lot of people who come, they're gluten free or, mm. or you know, and you're allowed to bring your own food mm. if you want to, but they're mixed. Okay. Yeah, there's so many different things out there these days. <laughs> I keep it simple, fresh. Just give it to me yep. fresh. Mm-hmm. That's what I. Do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, unless there's anything else you want to put out there, I mean, I, oh, I think we covered everything. Yeah, I mean, it, this was so interesting and uh, it was great. I mean, oh, thank you. It's just so many things out there. It's like uh, there's all kinds of psychics, psychic mediums, but when you add in the shamanic and all the other stuff, it's a whole new world for me. You know, I've heard of it, but I never delved into it. So it's really interesting to me. And I really like the herbal side of it. And because I, I love plants, I, yeah. <laughs> that's me. Plants and animals, I love them. Yeah, that food and animals. I, I think I'm a good mixture of everything. <laughs> thank you. All right. Well, I, I thank you. Uh, I'm glad you came and. You know, Thank perhaps you we could, me. yeah, perhaps we could do this again sometime when you have something definitely. else coming new. It's definitely. definitely. All right. We, thank you. And thank you. This episode has been sponsored by Culture Vegan Joint, 1309 Fordham Drive, in Virginia Beach, Virginia. The only thing missing from culture is you. Mm-hmm.